Sounds from 10 years ago. It's the 10-year anniversary of the Boston Marathon bombing. Our friend Trenny Casey is with us, NBC Sports Boston. Tren, how are you? I'm well, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's so good to have you on, even though your name and is such, different. I was going to say, such, it's like so much easier to introduce me now. You save like 15 minutes. So I was saying to Greg and Sandy, I'm surprised she changed her last name. And then I was like, but Trenny. Is such a unique name that everybody would still know you because you're you're like the great athletes. You're kind of a first name person, you know, Trenny. Exactly, Uma, Oprah, Trenny. It's like <laughs> exactly, Pele. Let's put Cher know, and Madonna like, in there too. Giannis. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Honestly, though, that, to be honest, when I was thinking about changing my last name, I'm just. It, I just have always wanted an easier last name. It just took me until I was, you know, in my mid forties to meet someone to marry that had an easy last name. And someone's like, are you really going to change? And I was like, yes, because I'm tired of spelling and pronouncing my first name and my last name. I'm like, so now it's just that I only have to do explain one. Now I only have to explain the origin of one. <laughs> that's it's funny. Just, like, simplified my life. Although now people call me Casey because they think that's my first name. So it's just never. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's a learning curve there, Trent. Uh, absolutely. I, I thought you might be running in the marathon this year. I know you've done it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't. Um, I ran it in October of 21. Um, and I just had been like running a lot at that point was pretty beat down and thought about it. Maybe I would try to run for a charity at being the 10th anniversary and all, and just decided against it. Just try to trying to get my body back into some sort of running shape. So I'm going to do a half marathon in November and I've got the bug. I definitely like today, my workout at the gym, I was like, Oh, maybe I can do another marathon. Maybe I can try to qualify again because it really is such a spectacular day. And, you know, I know you guys started the segment off with the, um, the Nat sound from the terrible day um, 10 years ago, April 15th, 2013, when two bombs went off at um, and near the finish line um, of the of the Boston Marathon. And it really, everyone this weekend, it was just such a celebration. Um, it, it just, it's just pretty amazing to see the resiliency of the city, um, the spectators, the runners. I mean, there were 30,000 plus people on the course again today and probably close, even though it was rainy and kind of, chilly out today, like 51 degrees and rain, um, you know, the, it was, the course was still packed. Um, and, and I think a large part of that had to do with that people wanted to show their support 10 years later that, you know, the terrorists weren't going to win. Uh, Boston was going to win. Well, Trenny, that, yeah, hashtag Boston Strong was all around 10 years ago when that happened. How are survivors participating or still being honored today? Yeah, so that's a great question. Some um, did participate in the marathon. Some have prosthetic legs that they're able to run with. Um, some have chosen to go the hand cycle route, um, and so they went. So they ran that way. I think one of the most touching moments, um, Martin Richard, who would have been 18 years old this year, he died when he was eight years old at the, at the bombing. His brother and three of his best friends, who also just turned 18, you need to be 18 to run the marathon, they ran in his honor. And this is the last time that the um, the MR8, which is what they, they, they named the charity in honor of Martin, um, this is the last running um, of that charity. They're not going to retire their bibs and sort of move forward. There's actually a big piece on Jane Richard, um, his sister, who lost a leg in the bombing, talking about how, you know, it's it's been difficult to sort of be the face of the bombing, right? Um, you know, but her family having to carry so much, not just of the grief of losing a brother and a son, but also having to sort of carry an entire city on their shoulders and always, you know, kind of be forward facing. Um, and, and it's interesting to talk to, to, to survivors and, and the, the families of victims who say you just, 
it's always a grieving process. It never ends. And you just have found a new way to live um, and a new way to be hopeful. But what happened that day never leaves you. Uh, Trent, I watched the documentary over the weekend on Netflix. Powerful. You're there. Does that drudge up memories that are difficult for people? Does it bring closure to, my gosh, look what happened 10 years ago? What's your reaction and the Boston reaction to the documentary? I think it's difficult. Um, a lot of friends have tried to watch it and have had to watch it in pieces. I haven't been able to bring myself to watch it yet. Um, I mean, I've only seen a couple of, you know, there were some flashback shorter videos that like the Boston Globe um, put up on their website. And every time I watch something or watch a piece on um, a survivor or the Richard family, I'm just brought to tears. I mean, it is really difficult. And I mean, Listen, I was at the marathon that day, but I wasn't anywhere near the finish line by the time the bombs went off. But when you were here and, and you lived through the panic and the fear and the unknown and the lockdown um, when the Zarnaya brothers were on the run on that Friday um, following the marathon, seeing tankers and trucks, like those are just images that never leave you and always just leave you with just sort of a it's, – it's difficult to relive over and over again. I'll probably watch it at some point. Um, but I know it's difficult for people. But I also know that people take a lot of pride in the fact um, that the marathon didn't miss a beat um, other than the year, of course, that everything shut down for everyone in the world in 2020 um, during COVID. Um, they have found a way to run the marathon every single year um, since 2013. Yeah, it's remarkable. I mean, 2014, they, they did it. It was a remarkable yeah. tribute to the spirit of the city. Yeah, and that was like a beautiful, I mean, I remember that day. it was a little warm, actually, to run a marathon. I think it was like uh, upper 60s, low 70s, but I, I ran that year, um, and I just remember going through every town. I'm getting chills remembering it right now. The Boston Strong signs everywhere, the American flags, people chanting USA. I mean, there was, I mean, it's always an incredible race. There's always a ton of spectators. But that year in particular, they were four or five people deep in every single town along that route. It just was, it was, it, it was spectacular. It was a spectacular day to say, you know, we're back and we're not going to, to um, we're not going to let what happened stop us. Trenny Casey from Muskego. Now she's in Boston. It's always good to catch up with you, Trent. Thank you so much. Yeah, you too, guys. If you need anything, let me know. Maybe maybe a little Bucks, Celtics, yep. Conference Finals preview. I, I am pushing for that because I so. uh, we, there's another dinner in store for us. The last time it was fun. We had a small yes. group. We went out to a little place in the north end. We loved it. Uh, I got a cannoli afterwards, too. It's nice. delicious. At Mike's Pastries. I, I would love, I would love for the Milwaukee <laughs> contingent to make your way back to Boston. All right, that if that happens, awesome. we're going to hook up with you, Trent, for sure. All right, guys, have a good day.